Hey, May. Hi, how you doing? Good afternoon. How are you today? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking on this good old Wednesday. <laughs> I know, a good old Wednesday. So, all right, let, first of all, before we even start talking, because you know we go off on a rampage, go ahead and introduce yourself, introduce your business, and tell everybody who's listening what it is that you do. Hello, I'm Megan Parker. I own the Vanity House, uh, formerly known as Megan Rocks. We'll get into that after. But I do, um, I have a full service uh, spa. I do full body waxing and I sell skincare products. So that is me and what I do. Okay, what's the name of your business? So it is The Vanity House. It's right. called the How did you come up with The Vanity House? So it really, it really, um, I started out with The Vanity Collection, which is my skincare line. And my business used to be called Mega Rocks of Beat. That's everybody knows me as and, and yes um i just went from there i switched the vanity collection the vanity house um and it was an easy switch an easy rebrand mm -hmm. and, and because um i felt like megan rocks the beat was putting me into a hole but it was a good base because that's who everybody knew me as but i felt like everybody loved Megan mm -hmm. and even though I had a brand they were just so attached to me that I was like this is more of a personal brand I need to kind of rebrand and have a name that kind of encompasses everything and it's not just about me you yeah I like that I like that because a lot of times we don't think about the names of our businesses we just go with it and, you know, sometimes later on down the line, it causes us to have to rebrand. And I think we talked about that a lot um, at the at Texas and Tulum. We'll get into that, too. But, um, like, talking about what rebranding really is and, like, making sure that you're choosing the right name that's going to grow with you. Because, of course, Megan Rocks the Beat is a great name for a personal brand. But you saw the vision for your company and you said, this is not the direction I want to go in. Because even if Megan gets from behind the seat of doing services... I still want to have a company-wide, a company vision that can go worldwide. You know what I'm saying? Right. When I first got into business, I didn't have a business mind. I just wanted to do services. I mm -hmm. just, wanted to, just wanted to do makeup. And then it grew and started to grow. And I started to be more business-minded because I started to read books. I started to go to different events. I started around people who um, have empires and I was like I want an empire but how can I do this I put myself in school I don't like feeling boxed in I just felt like this and I felt like for me my marketing and branding I had to work too hard for people to understand for people to get it I want my marketing and branding to work for me not me having the work for it right oh that's good that's good <laughs> you coming in hot <laughs> that's good because a lot of people don't even think about it that we marketing is like the last thing to come into a business when you know when you're not business minded and it's the first thing to go when you don't have the budget 
for right. you know what I'm saying? It's like okay, well, I gotta keep my website subscription. I gotta keep my my account in my taxes or whatever. But marketing, I could just make flyers myself, or I could just change. I could just get on Canva myself, or I could just be the content myself and don't need flyers. You you cut that out real quick because you're not really thinking about the marketing aspects of. But marketing is what drives sales. And a a thing that I learned. Being an entrepreneur is, I used to always say, oh, I'm not good with sales. I'm not good with sales. And then I had, I talked to one of my coaches and he was like, um, you're not good with sales. Well, you're not good with business because in order for you to have a business, you got to have sales. So the whole premise of you having a business is to have sales. And if you saying that you're not good with sales, you're not going to be in business very long. So I quickly changed that and stopped saying it. And it's like, I don't, I don't just sell, sell, sell. I'm not a person that targets sales if they if that makes sense but yes. if you come around i can show you what i have to offer and it's up to you to make the decision to purchase or not it's not just always salesy when it comes down to things that i'm um offering or doing right and when we first get into business um or at least i did i was so attached to certain things like i was emotionally attached to certain things Ooh. i was like Oh, this name is cute. And people would ask me, well, how did you come up with Megan Rocks? I was like, I like to do makeup. And I also love music. So I put the two names together. Real cute, right? <laughs> that is cute. So see, the story behind it made sense. It is. But it does. for longevity but, and sustainability, it didn't no. make sense. I hope y'all listening. I hope y'all catching. We only five minutes in, but I hope y'all catching what we're actually saying. Uh, we're not even really getting into the meat of the conversation. And your topic today was how to break into the beauty industry. That's interesting because I thought you always wanted to be like a full service esthetician. And now it's coming coming to fruition that you wanted to be a makeup artist. And esthetician school was just, you know, your pivot to, to getting more behind the scenes of it. Yes, yes. And, yeah, I always wanted to do makeup. Um, I remember when a lot of my clients first found me, I was working at a waxing salon. Mm -hmm. and that's when I, that's where I found you at. <laughs> me, me and, me and Drinka have been in this thing for, like, eight to seven years. Yes. So, we, eight to seven years. And I became trained in waxing. I became really, really good at waxing. Our clients followed me about to three different locations, but I always loved to do makeup. So I, I made business cards um, with my face made up. It wasn't the most professional business cards, but I had business cards. <laughs> it, <laughs> was 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 it was a story. It was a story. So eventually I was like, this place where I started, does not give me enough room to do all the things that I love and are passionate about. I need to break away from it. And that's how I started to get my own clients and start my business. I just wanted to do services on my own. So that's, that's how that started. Okay. So your experience in working in other salons, was that like your motivation to say, you know what, I'm about to just, go and do my own thing, but I'm going to do it totally different. Like, how did the actual salon and spa come about? So the salon and spa came about because I was working in a salon for so many years that I learned to this I always tell, and I also I'm a master esthetician, meaning that I went to school to become an instructor. 
So I'm an, a master institution too. So I would always tell my students, work for somebody else first, mm-hmm. see how it is, see how the business works, and then you can break off and do your own business. Mm-hmm. You need to need to really hone in on your skills, but it, I also would watch. So I watched for about three years um, on how they worked and maneuver things. And I wanted that too, but I knew what to do and what not to do based on what I saw. Um, I didn't like how I was treated, and so I would, say, I would say I would never go into my own business and treat people like that, mm-hmm. my employees, ever. So I had a good base but I knew what to do and what not to do. That's important too. I tell people the same thing like about when you're going into the restaurant industry or the hair industry, don't just get out of hair school and go and open your own salon. Don't just wake up and say, I want to own a restaurant. If you have no front of the house, back of the house, waiter, cashier, management, any type of experience in the food service industry, because it's going to be a flop. Working from home, uh, you know, cooking from your house is completely different from getting in the restaurant industry. And I know, you know, now like working in a spa and owning a spa is two totally different things. And even like teaching, even the education piece, because that's important too. Right. Because a lot of people don't really realize, oh, she's an educator. So it comes natural. So even when you're talking to people about the services that they're getting, you're naturally educating them. Whereas somebody else might be quiet or you wondering why the appointment is weird or, you know, you don't feel like you know anything about the service that you just left with or you just paying for something or you got a luxury service that you keep going to get every month, but you know nothing about it. Or for instance, if you're getting a facial a V steam and you don't know what happens, you know, in, interchangeably. If you know, if you're not getting that V steam, if you're not getting that facial, or you wearing makeup every day, or you're not taking your makeup off. If you're not being educated by the person that's actually performing a service on you, you doing yourself a disservice. So that's one of the right. things I think a consumer needs to know, like when they're when they're trying to figure out who to go to, why to go to this person, why they're the expert, why they're charging X Y Z amount, all of that. Because the, the, the reality is somebody can be really, really skilled in what they do, mm-hmm. but they don't really have knowledge, the knowledge. Mm-hmm. to tell you how to upkeep it. Um, they, they might be out of school and, and know how to do makeup, for instance, but they don't know how to tell you to take care of your skin or they mm. don't know how systems work. So you really need a good base to be able to really start your business. Um, and in this industry, too, going forward, I've talked to nurses, I've talked to teachers, I've talked to different people, mm-hmm. and requirement for them to keep um, getting educated, to keep going to these classes that continue to educate them. For us, you have to seek it out. You have to be hungry enough to go to these different classes, to go to these different certification classes. Um, to keep up in your skills mm-hmm. because things all the time. So you also have to keep that in mind too when you're looking for somebody to do your services as well. So what kind of changes do they have in the beauty industry? Because I would think that it's like the same thing behind a new trend coming out. So for instance, um, like for makeup, there's always new products that come out. There's always new techniques for somebody. I also do facials and waxing there's also new machines there's always new techniques there's always new information out um even when i was teaching i 
became a licensed esthetician eight years ago, but when I was teaching, the book had some new information and also new avenues to go into. So you wouldn't know that if you don't constantly, constantly educate. Do continuing education. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, I think that's important too. I don't think that enough business owners do continuing education. I think sometimes when we make a certain amount of money or when our business is quote unquote, our level of successful, we just stop going to continuing education. We don't engage in networking events. We don't invest more into our business, you know, personally and professionally as the CEO. Like it's always something better that can be done. It's always a new level to unlock. It's always something that you can change and enhance in your business to make your business stand out from every other spot or as my case, every other tax office or every other consulting or any other, um, esthetician or educator master educators like it is always something new that you need to learn to unlock a new level not just in you but the people that you're educating think about it if i'm teaching you the same thing and i never go get new training you behind because i'm behind outdated yeah i'm outdated i'm outdated <laughs> my my partner's gonna be outdated my business partner's gonna be outdated i'm never gonna be able to service them the way they need to be serviced about it let's get into that. let's get into the Tulum recap real quick <laughs> so before we go to Tulum go back let's go back to Tennessee so what was your experience being our official makeup artist like was this your first booking to go like travel and do like a whole group of people it was really really eye-opening for me um mm -hmm. like weddings and stuff for, but to work on panelists that I also see um, right in front of me too, it was it was it was amazing because I was connecting with new people and also doing their makeup at the same time. Mm -hmm. It was for me to um, be the student and be the service provider at the same time. Right. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, so I got new knowledge. While being booked to do, <laughs> <laughs> okay, making money while while making right. plans, okay. Same time because that's one thing that I said that I always wanted to do: be able to travel with my work. And you came with the opportunity to me to be able to travel and and work at the same time, which is what I really love. Mm -hmm. um, so that opportunity really, really opened my eyes to. To what could be, um, to get new skills, to get, um, to implement new, new business, um, skills as well. It was, it was amazing. So that, so last was my first opportunity to work, um, out of town and to be able to do makeup. And then I became an international. <laughs> <laughs> okay. An international makeup artist, y'all. Y'all gotta type that in. First of all, international master educator esthetician. Oh. It's, it's a lot. Okay. Okay. <laughs> international makeup artist. Talk about it. I, so you may have a vision for yourself, but then God has other visions for you. And there is so much power in speaking what you want 
decisions, making it plain, and then working towards it. So all that time from Tennessee until now, I was like, okay, I got to do new classes. Um, I'm definitely working on uh, different people to not only get my skills up, but um, I want to be the absolute best. Mm -hmm. And believe you, right after I booked another two classes, but, um, and that's definitely because I want to keep going. I want to take this thing worldwide, not just national, but worldwide. So when I tell you, um, it was just amazing. I was able once again to connect with so many different people and networking is not to be so many people. I guess don't see the importance of networking, mm-hmm. but putting yourself in front of a lot of people can do, can really take your business to the next level. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of people just, and that goes to the education piece. A lot of people think, okay, this is, a, this is where I'm at, but you become stagnant. And you know, other people can come and go. Um, your clients say they move or um, say they choose to go on to different people. If you don't consistently and constantly put yourself in front of new people um, and in front of new people with new money, uh, you can... <laughs> okay. <laughs> new people with new money. That, that was a gem. I hope y'all got it because we've been dropping them already. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You got to open the door. You got to open your mind. You know, we always talk about that. We talk about mindfulness a lot. And you got to open your mind for the for the new opportunities to come to you. You cannot sit in the back. And you did mention networking. I'm, I'm definitely about to get on that. But networking, I don't think people realize the, the power of networking. And I'm not just saying, because everybody talk about getting a room, getting a room, getting a room, uh, investing yourself. What am I investing in? What is this person bringing to the table? What what value is this person bringing to me for me to quote unquote invest? What type of networking should I be doing with this person? Everything is not always um, trading time for money. Sometimes it's time for time. If you have an event and you need help and you like, look, all hands on deck. I don't have a staff. I'm a solopreneur, but I need my my friends that I talk to that's in business, they understand business to come and put all hands on deck. If we got a school supply giveaway or a community event, hey, I need your help. Uh, hey, do you need help with that? What you need help with? What can I do? Can I go pick something up? Can I go print something out? Can I go, can I reach out to some people for you? What do you need me to do? Like that's, that's part of networking. It's not just always about getting in the room because sometimes y'all get in the room and y'all be shy. Y'all don't want right. to talk to nobody. You don't remember nobody who you did talk to if you talked to somebody. Um, nobody knows who you are, what you do once you leave that room. It People right. going to put on a face if you write in their face and like, oh, hey, Megan. Oh, all right. What you do? Oh, all right. Good. Cool. Knowing on the back of their head, they have a makeup artist or they have an esthetician, right? And I, I always tell people aesthetics is just like taxes. Like people not just leaving their wax lady and going to another wax lady. People not just leaving their tax lady and going to another tax lady. Like something has to happen. Um, The service has to be, the service level has to be down. Um, they either broke out, something has to happen for them to like leave and go to somebody else or they go to somebody else that somebody recommended and they have a better experience. Or maybe you're the person that educated me on something that I didn't know. Maybe you're the person that told me I don't have to come every four weeks. My hair might not grow as fast. Or maybe I don't need a facial because I have good skin. Or maybe, you know, like whatever it is that 
needs to be done or doesn't need to be done. You're the person that's able to educate the client on it. So I think that as business owners, we have to look at the consumer side as well as look at, you know, our approach on doing things the right way or, you know, quote unquote, the right way in certain industries. So we got to pay attention to what's going on in our industry and what's going on outside of our industry as well, because how we market is determined by what's going on. Right. right now, everybody talking about recessions and making sure you're making plans for this and making plans for that. But if you wasn't already prepared, if you didn't already have money on the side, it's no way. It's no way for you to, you know, just jump in and say, okay, I'm, I'm about to get recession proof. How? You wasn't prepared. You weren't prepared. <laughs> About the beauty, <laughs> the, the thing that I really learned about the uh, beauty industry, and this came from when we were in the thick of COVID. People wanted to come to my house. They wanted me to travel to them in the middle uh, in the middle of the shutdown. They were like, "Can can we get a service?" I'm like, <laughs> "We talked about that last night too, because." Some people are accustomed to their lifestyle already. So now it's like, well, you telling me I can't do this, I can't do that. Uh, you know, some people is like, all right, whatever, I can't do it. I'll just get to it when I can. But some people is like, oh, no, I need my hair done. I need to have my lashes. I need to have my wax. I need to have my vajayshul. I need to have my V-steam. Like, people need to have some services that some people feel like is a luxury. Right, right. So I, I, I guess, like... You know, anybody in the beauty industry really focus on that goes for like your target audience. Are these the type of people who no matter what are going to get a service done? And that's who I target. <laughs> that's who I target. Those are my people. And those are the people have, who have been sticking with me for um, for years. But also, do you have products that can help them maintain um, uh, their skin, help them maintain. Um, uh, it, it, so I do wax. So do you have a product that can help them exfoliate in between waxes? Mm -hmm. um, any one of those things. So that also is what makes you recession proof. Because if you have your services down pat, you've targeted to the right people and you have products. That's it. That's it. E-commerce, y'all. Y'all already here. You got to have e-commerce. All right. So for you, products or services, what you, what you picking if you had to choose? It's definitely services. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's definitely services. Um, although products do help me. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm saying services is because that's what people got attached with in the first place. Right. I can go now to Tulum. I know that I can go to Toronto. I can go worldwide with my skills and bring my products along with me. But people fell in love with me because of how I do my work and also my personality. Mm -hmm. So I know that no matter what, I can always do services. And because people trust me, they will buy my product. Right. Makes sense. That makes right. sense. 
And a lot of people talking about, okay, so if you're a service-based business, you got to have e-commerce, you got to have a product, you got to have a product. So was that like kind of your inspiration behind starting a product or did you, or were you like, let me just add a product because sometimes my clients may go a little over, this might hold them over until they get back to me. Or what was your inspiration behind creating a product? It was both. It was, um, I was under mentorship that was like, you need products, but also my, I knew that my clients needed products because I would tell them, go out to get this, this and that. They would come. I would say, were you using these products? No. <laughs> so it's the convenience. <laughs> I know the people that will come to me for no, no matter what are the same people that are very, very busy and that rely on me to recommend them products, but also need them to be convenient. So I had to have for them to maintain everything that they were getting um, service-wise. So it pushed me to do it. It pushed me to have a full um, product line and other products that are coming out. But um, yeah, so it was both. It was the need, so filling the need of my clients and also the mentorship that was pushing me to get products because I can go worldwide, but I know e-commerce, people can just click on my website and buy products as well. So right. that can as well. That's that's your money in your sleep right there, your e-commerce. Right. That's Just your money in your sleep. Your services is is what you prefer, but your e-commerce is what your money in, in your sleep. So question, yeah. do you have like Shopify or which what's your website hosted on? So it is hosted through Wix. Okay. Um, I like Wix. It, yeah, it's hosted through Wix. So that's my website host and also that's where you can buy my Okay, what's your website? Let me put it in the let me pin it on here so they can get your website. How do we book Vanity House? Vanityhousenola.com. Www. Vanityhousenola.com. Okay. And house is spelled H A U S. Okay, gotcha. And I just pinned it in the comments. So, do you have anything upcoming like in the near future that people need to know about? Yeah, so by the end of this week, I will have a wax class coming out. Uh, yes. Okay. So, we, now we've been talking about that for like, I don't know how long. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I will be asking the people about waxing, okay? So any um, cosmetologists, estheticians that are already in the beauty world or even students that are about get their licenses can take their classes with me and become certified to be a waxer yes ma'am and the girls love a wax so i think yes. that's essential that, that is good Meg. i'm so happy get on the lookout for other products as well coming out on the same day all right let's talk about the products that you have currently yes so i have um products for all skin types so I have a line for sensitive skin. I have a brightening skincare line. Um, and when I say brightening, I mean lightening dark marks and pigmentation. Mm. And that with a cleanser, a toner, a serum, uh, a scrub, exfoliating pad, a mask, and a moisturizer. Mm -hmm. And I have a line that has a cleanser and a toner. 
Um, and I even have a CBD moisturizer. Yes. The girls like CBD. CBD is on the come up right now. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, uh, not only can it help you um, when you invest it for, you know, for stress relief and things like that, but when you apply it in skincare, it helps with inflammation. It helps mm. with so all those things, um, right? And that, not only that, even athletes use it like to relax their muscles and. Right, it's an all around. It's around helpful. I love CBD. Love CBD. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you at all. That's what's up. Okay, waist class coming up. We got the products. Um, what would you give? What tips would you give any aspiring estheticians that's out there watching today? So we touched on it before, but it is definitely work for somebody else um, before you just get out into the industry because um, you need to know the ins and outs of how to run a salon business before you just start. Um, also, continuing education, continue to take your certification classes. Um, there are always things changing. Um, know your audience and become your client's first line of education. So make sure that you are always educating your clients. Make sure that it's almost like a anticipating their needs before they can even say it type mm -hmm. of thing. Right. Um, but you that much in tune, and that is really what a service provider is. You become a therapist, <laughs> educator, <laughs> the person that has. Yeah. There are so much that people have said to me in this room in confidence, but I, I would never say it out loud. But mm -hmm. that, you know, you take on. So um, be mindful of that, and always keep your customer service on point. Yes. Nobody work with you if you have an nasty attitude nobody at all okay i, I don't want to come pay you my money to get an attitude that's just not gonna happen um my last question is do you 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 mentioned audience so do you service men and women i do service men and women so um it's a misconception that men don't get waxed because they do mm -hmm. they get full body waxes as well they got they a mask Yes, and even um, makeup-wise, um, I've done, uh, like, politicians before they go in front of the camera. So there's male grooming in the makeup um, side of things, and they also get facials. So I do beard facials um, where I, you know, just focus on their beard and um, their face as well and help them um, upkeep their beard, their beard as well. Tell them what products to get. So yes, men do get as well. All right, one more thing because I just thought about this too. But what is a appropriate age for like teenagers or children to start getting wakes? That is so funny because somebody just asked me that. <laughs> Underarms as young as eleven, but then I won't do things like a bikini wax or anything. That until like 16. Right. So I think it because a lot of teenagers they might compete, dance, um, they might do cheering, all these other kind of things that makes them have to wear leotards. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I do 
waxing at 16, but if they're getting small things like underarms, I'll do as low as 11. Okay. That's good. That's good to know because I, I don't think a lot of people know or some parents are like afraid to ask the question, but that's the question that people always kind of like wonder about. Like, is is my child too young for this or am I rushing them growing up to try to do this service or, you know, what what should I do? So I think to hear it from an expert was good. Oh, right. I, another question just popped in my head. Have you had any like horror stories or something that you would like to educate clients on before coming to an esthetician or to come get a service complete okay so make sure that you are clean that you have um or you come a waxing service i had people come and this is the difference between my client and then working in a salon. When I used to work in the waxing salon, people would come from riding on horses, come from the gym, come from... And as you can tell, if you just had sex, sorry, before sex, yes, people... Um, so make sure that you are clean, that you have exfoliated, and those are some of the horror stories. People come... <laughs> Okay, now this is the last one for real, for real. And then I want you to tell everybody how to find you. Okay, so what about getting waxed when you're on your menstrual cycle? Is that something that you recommend? Is it something that you don't recommend? Because I know you just mentioned, like, be clean. And that's, like, one. what about people that, like, heavily bleed or people that don't use tampons and they still, like, I need to get waxed? What, what's your suggestion? So people, <laughs> I, I, I recommend it. Like, some people come in, um... And they need to see their boo the next day, and there's no other choice but to get waxed. Mm -hmm. But keep a tampon in, make sure, once again, that you are freshly showered, and know that it's going to be more sensitive on your period than when you're not. So just, you know, always know that you're going to be a lot more sensitive because all the blood is rushing down here. I always, I also service pregnant clients, too, because they get waxed, um... I've waxed people up until I've had clients that have been centimeters dilated. I did not know <laughs> people getting waxed because they didn't go in for delivery without getting a wax. <laughs> Don't. I needed to know because, I mean, you know, we talk, girls talk. Yes. So we be talking about it and it's like. Some some girls are like that's disgusting, and some girls are like, I go, I just wear a tampon or whatever, you know. Yeah, so I just wanted you, to know. Yeah, you can swear. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to gross y'all out if y'all grossed out, but we needed to know. Okay, thank you for that, Meg. So definitely let us know how to follow you, how to contact you one more time. So you can um, find me on once again www.vanityhousenola.com. Find me on Instagram at Vanity House Nola or on Facebook, Vanity House Nola. On all my socials are the same. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead and follow Vanity House Nola. Get in touch with Megan. Um, her personal brand, Megan Rocks the Beat. Now she calls her spa. Uh, Vanity House and her website is pinned in the comments. Vanity House Nola. 
men and women she services both of you guys and also children from 11 years old if you need that service so definitely tap in with megan she is an experienced educator and esthetician thank you so much for hopping on today's wednesday or oh, y'all know wednesdays is all about help having entrepreneurs that are winning in their particular industry and of course you're winning you're a woman winning in your industry so thank you for taking time out your busy day to come hop on comma convos Thank you so much for having me.